नमस्ते व्यूअर्स लिसनर्स टू दिस वेरी स्पेशल साटे पॉडकास्ट इन एसोसिएशन विद रिमार्केबल आवर गेस्ट टुडे इज अ पर्सनालिटी हु डज नॉट नीड एनी इंट्रोडक्शन ही इज द वन हु हैज वॉक्ड टू टॉक इन द स्पेस ऑफ हॉस्पिटैलिटी देयर ग्रुप सरोवर हैज बीन वन ऑफ द विजनरी ग्रुप्स वेयर दे सॉ पोटेंशियल इन इंडियाज budget hotels tier 2 and tier 3 cities mind you in 1994 when the journey they took to penetrate in this very very unique segment which is mid market and upper scale namaste mr ajay bakaya the managing director and sarovar hotels and resorts it's a pleasure and an honor to have you on our platform to have this most wonderful discussion i say wonderful because let's keep the clichés of numbers aside everybody talks numbers for sure but when it comes to you you have been a person who is literally balancing life in the most beautiful way ladies and gentlemen mr bakaya is an avid cyclist and as you say the beautiful thing about life is like a cycle you keep pedaling to keep the balance Mm-hmm. and he said it so beautifully that if i don't pedal on and if i don't keep the work life balance intact i cannot be a good hotelier because with hospitality comes so much pressure the pressure to perform the pressure to excel the pressure to eat wrong the pressure to have long hours of work on your feet so if you don't keep fit mentally emotionally and physically well you can't be a performer and an entrepreneur mr bakaya world to know how is it that you strike this balance and your beautiful role i've spoken to some of your staff members who really really look up to you as their inspiration what keeps you going mr bakaya thank you thank you so much thank you i think i think in essence what keeps me going is the is the passion for my business that's the first thing and i i honestly believe that if you start a business minus the passion and and focus only on the money you won't go too far if you if you have the passion and the sincerity uh you will make sure your business will always be profitable so that's that's a drive the driving force is is the passion to deliver um good experiences to your guests put it put very very simply um and be fair to your employees they they need to they need to go along with you So so on that I think at at a you know uh, at a personal professional level we all need to find our balances um mine come from the ability to compartmentalize my come from from very strong discipline uh, it's not it's not for everyone and I don't think I would I would assume my formula for everyone around me but we all got to find our formulas and and part of that is that whatever you whatever you love in life other than your work and I, and I hope there's something that you love in life other than your work Uh, if not it's good it's a good idea to develop such a such a, a liking um need your time allocate some of the time to things that you like to do you allocate some of the time to family and and you you are you are still fresh and, and ready for your for your work so in my case um i'm a little uh, skewed in the sense that i wake up at 4 in the morning and i'm and i'm asleep at 10 in the night uh, that gives me those extra hours in the morning and and um I I balance out work I balance out family I I make sure Reema I don't look at my screen if I can help it any screen from 4 in the morning till 9 in the morning yes. my 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 phones if somebody calls me I will I will see if it's important and look at it otherwise I, I don't ask 
start my work at about quarter by nine in the morning, and, and then I'm full steam into it till till say uh, six seven in the evening. If I'm traveling, it goes on to eight or nine or, or longer than um, So so that gives me the energy to to attend to my work a lot more efficiently, a lot more effectively. As a hotelier, how can you wind up your day at ten? This is an inspiration. This I really so want. As an as an operational hotelier, you probably can't. Yeah. You're in hotel operations, and I, and I spent many years in hotel operations. You can sure. still start your day at eight in the morning. Uh-huh. Take a break break between that between that three o'clock and five six in the evening. Get back, spend another couple of hours, and and but you can still you can still be peacefully in bed and asleep at eleven in the night. It's possible. I'm so glad because um, I'm being honest here. One of the one junior um, staff member from the hospitality industry said you know ma'am our job looks glamorous from the outside but between hospitality and hospital there's no difference ma'am because we also work those many hours to keep our people happy they keep we keep guests happy they keep patients happy but during new years christmas whatever we are here and you know i hear him Sure, there are, there are many times when you have to be there, but I think one needs to at some stage in life, and and if you're beyond forty, you need to start prioritizing. Totally. And your health got to be a, a, as big a priority as your work. If it's not, sooner or later you'll suffer. Beautiful, and you know, Mr. Bakai, I did read one of your statements where you said the time has come that Indian hospitality needs to retweak its entire. career plan i mean literally what we are studying in colleges today ha- needs to get into a certain new age thought process you know especially uh, you know women at workplace you know giving more flexi hours how do you see this whole experience i i think that change has already happened it certainly happened with us and I'm, i see it happening around the industry um people's aspirations are different people's expectations from a workplace are different people people's uh thinking on how much time they need to put into a job is very different from what it used to be and there's there's plenty of choices for people to make so organizations have to adapt um we brought in a lot of flexi hours we brought in a lot of work from home we are we are particularly um uh, sensitive to the needs of of uh, women employees uh-huh. um and we are encouraging more and more flexibility that's the only answer there is no other answer you can't you can't keep on paying people more and more and more because that's you know that there's that's a never ending uh, road um and and there would need to be greater sensitivity on behalf of every organization so people still expect that that the the managers or supervisors or employees are there all the time it's not going to happen correct and and how important is uh, to have your own talent pool mr bagaya uh will people from within it's important to have your own talent pool but i think beyond more important than that is that you have you have a strong universal sense of fair play Yeah, the people that you hire go through go through a certain orientation with people. Uh, they're not they're not thrown into the deep end just like that. Your your uniforms are clean always. Your your um, cafeteria is is uh, not drab and boring. It's it's clean, it's hygienic, and it's colorful. Your your food in the cafeteria is consistent, and 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 it's to the liking of the people who are eating it. Um, your appraisals are done very regularly and at least once a year. um at, at senior management level two times a year so so you know how you're performing uh management needs to be very 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 uh uh very honest with the people so if somebody is not performing well the 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 person needs to be told where they're they're going wrong where they need to step up and if it still doesn't happen you still need to have the ability to shake hands and say hey you know things didn't really work out i wish you well 
um, so if you if you do all of those things and if you're not playing great favorites if you are if you have that sort of thing going across the board yes. uh, you have a talent pool Yeah. Uh, you don't necessarily have a bank of your own, so to say. I, I think uh, you need you need good uh, managers leading the way, good role models, and and really the sense of fair play needs to extend all over the place. Your your statutory payments when it comes to PFs and ESIs and all are done. And you did mention the RTD philosophy uh, about retaining, uh, you know, training and then deploying. Uh, yeah. So recruit, recruit, train, and deploy. Yes. So this is the Tourism and Skills Hospitality Council of India. Correct. The government of India started this initiative, I think, almost five to ten years ago. It's mature now. Rajan Bahadur is the CEO of the of the group, and the the committee is headed by Jyoti Maya, who's a senior in the in the traveling hospitality trade. Yes, and they have recently developed this this model, which is being picked up by by a whole lot of companies. We are amongst the front runners, where they hire key people. They have the network in in different places, different different uh, towns, different villages in the area where you operate your hotel. So if you want to have something in Uttarakhand, they'll find people who are interested in working in that area in, in Uttarakhand. Uh, we probably don't have the reach. they train those people for a couple of months you you pay the certain cost and they deploy them at your at your uh, they train them they deploy them in, in another hotel facility then bring them up to you so this is new talent being being grown and nurtured and and we are focusing strongly on that area super after after talking so much from you know staff building talent pooling you know training how important is this very sensitive balance which every hotelier Space does about owner relationships, please. For a management company, uh, it comes first before anything else. And uh, in a, in a, in a hotel management company, you cannot be successful unless your owners are happy, and unless your owners like you. Our our business is, is grows a lot on on word of mouth uh, and on reputation. So so one's got to pass all those tests and have all those boxes tick marked. Yes. To be a successful hotel management company, a hotel management company comes without any ego whatsoever. Um, oh, that's and, a good one. And, um, and you have to recognize the fact that you are you are running the business for somebody. Wow, mm-hmm. I like that. It comes without any egos. It's a very interesting word. Absolutely. Oh wow. Okay. No, because I know where is the money is the first question, but beyond that is also something that you just so beautifully said is honesty. If I made a mistake, I owe up. So we encourage we encourage owners to 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 nominate financial controllers. We encourage owners to to nominate uh, purchase managers. We say if you, if you have people that you trust already in your organization, we'll train them on the hotel part. The the hundreds of questions that you really want to ask me, but sometimes might hesitate asking me, you can ask these guys directly. Right. Everyone everyone works on one pyramid. All re- yes. all report into a general manager. Yes. There's no my team and your team or my people and your people. But but if you have people, we fit them in those positions, and everything is open book. Wow! That's that's helped us get where we are today. Oh wow! That's a that's that's another very very interesting management mantra. One is take literally no egos, and the other one is just yes. have a pyramid right here. So true, Mister. No ego is the first thing that needs to be drilled into your mind when you join hospitality. Wow! No, I I hear you. This yes. I hear. There's no place. Your your job is to to manage other people's egos and and uh, you know put yours aside. That's a good one. You have your job is to manage other people's. All the hoteliers out there, he's making a statement just on behalf of everyone. You manage other people's egos, and it's so so true. Sidbhai, when we move on on your beautiful footprints, hundred hotels, sixty seven destinations is what your website says. 
well what's more national international sir uh on the on the national front we have we have 50 hotels at the moment in the pipeline uh-huh. we are looking at very highly conservatively adding 10 hotels net net every year Wow. Which means even if I have hotels exiting the system, I go from 100 to 110 in 2023, and in 2024, and so on and so forth. And and so we are we are uh, neck deep in, in projects um, and in, and in plans and elevations and and all of those things. And uh, we will deliver to that level. So so we've always been conservative. I think we we you know we have a philosophy where we say don't talk too much till you till you actually deliver, and then then let the let your work do the talking. So from 100 150 hotels in five years, I think that's a that's a Good, decent goals. Uh, we are investing a lot in new technology. Some of which I can talk about, and some of which I I rather hold till it actually happens. Yes. But uh, we have embarked on a. We have already transferred 55 of our hotels into a, into a central reservation system, okay. into a global distribution system that's linked to to uh, the mainframe in in Paris, the Louvre Hotel distribution okay. system. So so all every single hotel room and every single hotel available on the GDS is linked to a CRS where where. You book a room anywhere in the world, and it gets uh, it, it it shows up on the system there and then. It's live. Uh, it's it's connected and it's live. It's like an airline system. Um, so it's it's very state of the art. There's been a huge amount of of uh, investment in that over the last couple of years, and we will probably be one of the few, if not the only, uh, Indian company in our space with a with a GDS link to to the rest of the world uh, without any extravagant spend on technology. Wow. We're so, still using uh, uh, largely IDS as our as our property management system, and we managed to connect that uh, through a bridge into the Paris mainframe. Okay. So that's one big one. We we have something coming up uh, in the in the uh, in the guest loyalty space, but I I won't talk about that right now. It's early days. What about your international footprints, please? Um, we remain focused on Africa, on and largely on English-speaking Africa. Uh-huh. Uh, we have we have at the moment five hotels in in uh, Nepal, which include uh, a, a tulip inn, which include a royal tulip, a very 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 fancy um, a jungle resort hotel in in Chitwan. Um, and we have other properties in commercial towns, in from from places like Janakpur to to Birganj, etc. etc. So so Nepal is growing. And we hope to have operating hotels there by the end of this year, um, one or two. Um, we are in. in uh, we are exploring the the east um, countries like like Indonesia, countries like Malaysia, um, and we we think we can add value. We've had some discussions in Sri Lanka, uh, which which so far haven't borne uh, fruit. Because Sri Lanka is is looking at a lot of investment coming in to 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 mm-hmm. rebuild to restructure. Um, So this this is this is largely it, and of course the Middle East remains uh, wide open as as a bridge, especially for sort of over connecting India to Africa. Um, a lot of the Middle East works on on lease models, and we're not in that business model quite yet. But yeah. we're hopeful that we we drum up something there in the next year or two. And and what's your your take on this? Uh, you know, the post COVID era saw a lot of. High-end villa businesses flourishing, homestay businesses flourishing. Um, I, I've seen think, hotels walk that path. My my uh, my take is that the the villas, if they are managed really exclusively, still have a have a good strong market. Um, homestays would would be that much tougher, and uh, they'd be tougher for new entrants uh, unless you have a strong base. If you have a strong base in a city, for example, you have a strong base in Goa. 
and you can go in a, in a, in a circumference of let's say 10 20 kilometers and say i build up smaller places where your 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 main base can cater in terms of, of cuisine etc etc but i'm saying if you have if you have smaller hotels and you want to charge top end dollar you need to produce excellent food you need to provide excellent housekeeping you need to have maintenance that is in place that is that is proper and 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 uh, very good and very highly functional um i don't see great young chefs put aside their their talent their career plans to run 10 or 12 or 15 rooms so so that's where the dilemma will will come in um and and i'm sure some some people will be successful i'm sure some others will will fall by the wayside that's the nature of the business um but i think villa business yes uh, has has a score you need to you need to marry guest expectation and the amount of money you're charging with what you're delivering you can yeah. do all that successfully there is there is a score then you see score if you kind of yes if you can manage all that it's i must admit this is not one of our strengths so yeah. so server is not looking at that in a big way sure sure um the other unique uh, aspect about your your entire business i think if i'm not mistaken um, i don't know I, i need to check this was marine plaza the flagship ever or marine plaza was the first of our of our properties of the 100 properties that are there today yeah if, am i right yes oh i'm glad and, okay. and we opened that uh, again some 27 odd years ago Yes. We have a phenomenal relationship with the with the owners going from one generation out of the second generation. Yeah. And it's a it's a remarkable hotel, it's a very successful hotel for us. Um and that will remain in, in our in our uh, portfolio for for many many more many more years to come. Right because I mean that that property when we remember it of course um, you know being a Mumbaiker my ex office used to be like hop skip and jump from your hotel that was like a You will remember Jeffries. Yes and it was like a little adventurous. Yeah. yeah. A, a little cozy happy place there yeah and and your staff there genuinely Mr. Bagaya the staff there you know your housekeeping staff to your uh, you know to even the chefs they were so real honestly so the, they were real. The, So our our Chinese chef Chef Wang in Marine Plaza has been there from day one and is still there. Yes, of course. Uh, and we won't let him go anywhere and he he won't he won't we want to make sure that he doesn't want to go anywhere. <laughs> um when we when we sat down with the owners of that hotel so many years ago they said to us look guys if we do this ourselves we'll probably get rid of our tooth house. Uh, if you guys can do 10% better then you justify your your management uh, presence. And so we we did we did uh, much 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 better than that yards you can be stayed there all along and and it's a it's a hotel has been successful consistently we yes. really proud of that hotel and the food is outstanding too i will because you know i i remember doing those little small little chef stories and cuisine stories and you know sarovar is all about good food and clean rooms and clean clean yes. uh, clean areas good housekeeping good rooms i think if you provide these to in a mid market hotel 80% of your worries are over and i remember mr bagar there was a bengali chef this very senior gentleman wonderful gentleman sunil chakravarti mr chakravarti and he told me yeah that's right he's an oh old colleague he's passed away now unfortunately but yes. yeah yes. he had all the passion for the job oh my god and he sat me down and you know i as a journalist i would go into you know chota chota things i would just keep paper aside i'm a paper and pen girl so i was like you know listen to him and he said beta he told me uh, remember do not eat fish in the months that do not have the r r oh, yeah and mm-hmm. it stuck with me and i followed this till date he said aapka naam r se shuru hota hai wo yaad rakhna he told me <laughs> <laughs> he said interesting 
and it's true if you think logically he made so much sense he said do not eat fish which in the months yeah. do not have the r so marine plaza allows us to compete with the big boys who are in our neighborhood and we and we compete uh, we, yeah. we hold our own oh yeah of course the, the famous natraj once upon a time was there natraj is now in the continental you have your your over towers not so far off um, so, yes now the trident towers and and what's really eye catching every time we pass through narman point we would wait to watch what is the beautiful creation during christmas this year at mari had sarov yeah yeah yes yeah. that was so special so these are the moments of hospitality i'm telling you it's not about as you i mean you're an expert sir it's the people yeah it's the people so i remember mr chakravarti's words till date and you know that's about it and my um, my very serious question once again to you is what do you think about indian hospitality still fighting for industry status please we've been fighting that fight for a long long time um i'm part of hotel association of india i'm part of the the fhrai northern india chapter um are we getting any of the battle we've had we've had some very interesting hearings we we were we managed to have two sessions in in uh, in parliament actually with the with these tourism subcommittees and they were extremely appreciative we had a session with with all the the heads of uh, indian banks and the finance ministry and the tourism ministry and and they said yes we hear you um, is something going to come out of it in a, in a hurry i'm not so sure I, I honestly don't know if tourism really sits on the government's priorities today. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure. Uh, we'll wait to hear what happens in another couple of days with the budget. Yes. But it is something the industry really needs very badly. Um, patchwork states declaring that the that the hospitality in the industry doesn't really have very much because none of the states that declared it tourism as an industry has offered you the benefits that need to come with. Uh, the biggest one, the biggest one being uh, electricity bills. If I'm industry, my my charges for my units are a lot lower than what they are for for commercial units. Exactly. We haven't got any. We're still fighting for that. Exactly. So, so, so declaration of industry status by by state A or B or C doesn't really help us very much. And, and so we've been fighting this battle for for twenty thirty years. Yes. Rima, I believe if if the time was ever right, or if we feel we our chances were the strongest, it's now. Now. So I, really hope, I really hope it happens now. Mm. Um, we are optimistic. but we'll believe it once it happens we are just a day away from the big budget yes that's right yeah and you know i mean i'm being hopeful i'm really wanting to hear some good stories for this industry you know whether it's tell- in hospitality yeah. maybe there's good things to happen yes yeah. and but, but I- on the on the other side um, you know notwithstanding the industry status i think i think india is in a good zone at the moment uh hospitality is in a good zone and the next 5 or 10 years should be really 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 strong growth years for for both the country and the hospitality industry in the country super and my last question i'm going to see you hopefully at sate but what do you yes, think yes, are you participating sate completes its glorious 30 years this year what's your take on shows such as sate because they have actually given a lot of momentum people to people connect all under one roof do you really have a opinion to, to tell you what i think we we are this time going more than the extra mile yeah. to our colleagues in in uh, in paris 
we, we our stall has people coming in from from Europe. We have people participating from Middle East uh, from the from the Golden Tulip uh, uh, bandwagon. People coming from Indonesia. So so obviously all of us collectively feel this great great uh, benefit from satay in terms of business, and we are we are there in in uh, full strength. Wonderful. So I'm so, good sure. Luck and I'm sure good things will happen. I'm sure Team Satay is going to be really happy to hear this because. Uh, you know they've put in a lot of hard work. I've Absolutely. seen them. I've seen. I've since I I'm, I work with them. You know on these wonderful podcasts, I've seen the team put their heads together to give India its fabulous show. Bakaya, I really respect your time. Thank you for this fabulous, fabulous knowledge you've given me today. Thank you, Thank you so much. You've taught us, I think, the industry that when there is ego that comes in your way, then everything goes away. You, yes, yes, true. yes. True. you also taught us that life is a beautiful balance and you know how to compartmentalize that so beautifully. And you also said discipline has been your key and you know when to switch off the technicals. Detox yes. from digital yes. is what you're teaching us true. literally. And you also said something very beautiful that though the owners ask for numbers, they also ask you to be honest. And what leads you forward is just not numbers, but also honesty. Ladies and gentlemen, on this beautiful, beautiful note, I hope you enjoyed listening to Mr. Bakaya as always. He's been super articulate and he is doing so much for this industry. Thank you, Thank you so much. Thank you. And we hope to catch up. Me, Rima Lokesh, uh, sign out on this beautiful podcast this afternoon with Mr. Ajay Bakaya. Thank you. Thank you.